folks, welcome back to another episode of Coffee, Tea, and Crime. Our episode today is going to be Brothers in Blood, A Nightmare in Richmond. Folks, our story is going to be set in the city of Richmond in the 1970s, in particular in 1979. Now, I'm actually listing the first name of the brothers involved in all this tomfoolery. I have to because they're going to do so much evil that I figured I had to have a name for them. Now, these three brothers, Linwood, James, and Anthony, and they're going to have a partner named Eric who's going to be involved in all their shenanigans throughout the city of Richmond. Now, statistically, they should have been in good shape. They were raised by their parents. They had a mother and a father. And from everything I've read, both parents were good people and well-respected in the community. They lived there in North Richmond in the Highland Park neighborhood. Now, they had another brother, but now he left out and went and stayed with family in North Carolina. I don't know what happened to him after that, but he wasn't involved in any of these activities that we're going to be talking about. But the basic story we're going to talk about is the fact they went on a crime spree, and when it was all said and done, they're responsible for the death of 11 adults and one child, and they shot and beat and stabbed their way through Richmond. Now, the mother and father divorced when they became teenagers. I don't know if that had anything to do with anything or not, but the word is is that the daddy, supposedly the only person they respected, but now... The rumor is is that at night, he padlocked his bedroom door from the inside. So that's probably not a... That's probably not a good situation. January 28th, 1971. Linwood was 16 years old. And he's at the house all alone, unsupervised. Well, he's sitting up in his room and he sees his neighbor from his bedroom window there towards the back of the house and she's putting clothes out on the clothesline. Now, this Miss Christian's She's got a heart issue. Now, Linwood, he gets his 22 rifle, 
propped it up on the windowsill of his bedroom and he shoots her. Now when he shot her, she evidently had her arm up in the act of putting clothes on the line because the bullet went in in the armpit went into the body didn't come out uh, killed her so when her body's found her relatives think she died of a heart attack that's why I mentioned the heart issue now the funeral home got the body and got it all ready and all that and they gave her back the, they gave the family back the outfit she was wearing well the relatives noticed blood on it and they went back to the funeral director they got to looking at the body and they found the bullet hole under her arm so now Richmond police are out there in her backyard and they're trying to figure out where the shot came from so one of them he got a piece of plywood and had that represent Miss Christian and they cut a hole in it and that was supposed to represent the wound at the height she would have been at when she was standing and from doing all that they figured out well the bullet must have come from the house there where Linwood is at so they got over to the house and they end up finding the rifle and Linwood says yeah I I shot her, but he says, I heard she had heart problems, so she was going to die anyways. That wasn't a good answer, so he got an attorney, and his family got him an attorney. And uh, the time he got to court, they had it all cleaned up. His story was he didn't mean to fire the gun. It just went off, and she got killed. So Linwood, he does a year in reform school for taking the life of his neighbor. Now his brother James, not to be outdone, as James is, I think he's a little bit, yeah, he's two years younger. Well, when he was 16, so Linwood would have been 18, and Anthony would have, Anthony was two years younger than James. Well, anyways, old James, he steals a car police are chasing him and he cranks off rounds at him so he goes to juvenile court he does some time in in baby jail for shooting at the police in the stolen car alright the first official attack of the of this bunch of hooligans is March the 12th, 1979. Now I know for sure that Linwood was involved, his brother Anthony, and then their their buddy Eric. I don't know if James was there or not. Resource material says he wouldn't, but anyways, at least those three. So they're out in Enrico County, which is a county that borders the north part of Richmond and then east and west of Richmond. 
There's an elderly couple, William and Virginia Butcher. Linwood goes up to the door, claims he's having car trouble, needs to use the phone. Now, Mr. Butcher's kind of hesitant about letting him in the house, but Linwood bogarts his way up in it, pulls a pistol on him, and then he waves in Anthony and Eric. The couple's tied up, and after the couple's been subdued, the three of them go through the house and they they take a television, CB radio, 32 caliber pistol, and some jewelry. Put it in the trunk of the car. Now they're not done yet. They get kerosene and they pour it all through the house, every room in the house. And they set it on fire and they leave. They're gonna incinerate this couple now luckily Mr. Butcher's able to get himself free and he unties his wife they're able to escape the house before it just burns now resource material says that oh Eric's the one that tied up Mr. Butcher now later on he'd tell the police he intentionally tied Mr. Butcher's restraints loose enough he could get loose because he didn't want to see the couple die. Of course, his history after this is, that would probably dim any truth to that. Either way, the couple escaped and they would be the only victims that these fellas did not murder. It's March 21st, 1979. And he got, as far as I know, all three of the brothers and their buddy Eric are out prowling around. They run across a fella named Michael McDuffie. Now, Mr. McDuffie's 20 years old. He's a vending machine serviceman for canteen of Virginia they catch him out somewhere out there evidently not too far from his house or maybe in his driveway it wasn't real specific but he's found in the trunk of his car the next day shot to death he'd been the victim of a robbery and an obvious assault physical assault he was beaten before they shot him and the reason there's not a lot of material Mr. McDuffie he was from Walker Town I believe in Forsyth County North Carolina so I'm pretty sure his folks came and got the body because that's where he's buried in North Carolina And I'm sure they didn't have any hankering to want to talk to the media about any of this. Now, ten days later, March 31st, 1979, Linwood shoots and kills a 28-year-old fella named Edric Alvin Clark. 
and the resource materials. Not real specific on exactly where the victim was at when he was shot to death. And I don't know if it was a drug robbery or just a general robbery. Now, resource material says that they, this shooting of Mr. Clark happened at his house, but I don't have an address. All I know is it's in the east end of Richmond. So it's probably not too far from where they, where the brothers and their buddy live. Now, it says a drug dispute, but probably more like a drug robbery. They they did several loads, but there's not a lot of information on them. It's April 9th, 1979. The brothers, and I don't know if Eric was with them or not, they're out cruising around. Now, a 76-year-old lady named Mary Gowan, she was doing some babysitting on the north side there of Richmond, which, of course, is where the brothers live. Now, I don't know how they ran across her. They may have even known her. But in any event, they followed her back to her residence, which is at 51 Malvern, uh, I believe it's Avenue. And they got inside her residence. Now, I don't know if they just went into she opened the door and bum-rushed her or if they used their patented, my car broke down, or if they just grabbed her on the sidewalk. In any event, they got her inside the house. They beat her severely. They raped her. And then they took everything of interest to them inside the house, and then they shot her. Now, she did not die that night. She lingered on at a nursing home. She died on July 2nd, 1979. According to the death certificate, she died due to complications of a gunshot wound to the head. It's July 4th. 1979 the three brothers I'm not sure if Eric was there or not he might have been they're at 4231 Seminary Avenue now I don't know what they were doing over there they were at a barbecue or something else Now there's a 17-year-old named Christopher Phillips. Now Phillips, he just lives a couple blocks away. Well, the the gang had noticed he seemed to be hanging around their car. It was actually Linwood's car. And they think that Phillips is trying to break into the car. 
So whatever he did, it was enough that they went out there and they snatched him off the street. And they dragged him into the backyard there at the residence. Now, they're slapping him around or whatever they're doing to him. Well, Phillips, he gets to hollering for help. Now, when he does that, Linwood picks up a cinder block and crushes Phillips' skull. And he dies on the spot. It's September 14th, 1979. Now there's a local disc jockey named John Harvey, Johnny G. Galler. Now he's, he's also got him a band that he performs with. Now they're in South Richmond there at a little club called the Log Cabin. Now, in between sets, he steps out the back door there to smoke a cigarette. Now, according to Eric, he actually gave a statement. This is one of the ones he cut a deal on to avoid the electric chair. Now, he said they were out riding around looking for somebody to mug. Now they were armed with a sawed-off shotgun and a rifle. And they're coming down Jefferson Davis Highway. And they parked near the log cabin. They were waiting for somebody to come out. So they got out of the car and they hid in the bushes near the log cabin. Linwood Linwood's got the rifle and Eric's got the shotgun now when Johnny G came out of the back door of the log cabin that's when they grabbed him now they got his wallet and his keys Eric's the one who went and found Johnny G's car. They drove the Continental around there to the back. Now, according to Eric, they had Johnny G lying the rear floorboard. And then they drove uh, over to the island. Now, they had parked, they'd left their car parked there at the log cabin, and they all had piled into the Continental. Now, when Johnny G, they said when they got him out of the car, according to Eric, Johnny G was struggling or whatever. And Linwood took the rifle, popped him in the head with it, shot him. They said the time from they had kidnapped Johnny G to the time they shot him on Mayo Island was about 15 or 20 minutes. 
Then they rode around in Johnny G's car until it ran out of gas, and then they stripped it for parts. <laughs> 